Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's Monday, May 1st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians get out of Boston, losers of two of three. Uh, comeback uh, attempt on Saturday uh, fell a little short, but uh, Sunday uh, sort of the, the wheels fell off the cart uh, after Logan Allen gave them uh, five uh, pretty solid innings. Uh, what did you see in the second two games after uh, after they were able to pick up a win on Friday night? Yeah, Joe, it seems uh, this it seems to happen to to uh, the Guardians a lot, especially in Boston. They come in, they you know they they win the first game, they're in a great position to win a series, and they never do. And uh, you know, and it happened again over the weekend. Uh, you know, Saturday, you know, Zach Plesac just put them in such a big hole. That you know they couldn't they they really they they struggled it took them what uh, into the tenth inning before they they regained the lead you know set, uh, you know with uh, at seven to six on Zanino's uh, single and it just goes to show with these new rules Joe it's always better to score two runs in the top of the tenth instead of one because the other team is going to start that bottom of the tenth with a guy on uh, second base. And uh, they have their last at bats. It's sudden death then, and that's what happened to them. Yeah, and and it also highlights that you know a strategy that we had seen uh, Terry Francona employ uh, in the past with this ghost runner rule uh, in in putting a, a guy out there uh, to to pitch who can get you a strikeout in that first at bat because uh, you know the strategy when you only score that one run in the top of the inning, uh, the home team is just playing for a tie at that point. And uh, you need the ability to strike a guy out. And that hasn't been Emmanuel Class A uh, to this point this year. Yeah, and he didn't strike out a lot of guys last year, Joe. You know, he's got he has nine saves. He's tied for the AL lead in saves. Uh, but he's had the two blown saves have been against the Yankees and uh, and and Boston and uh, very similar situations. You know, late. Obviously, he's pitching late in the game. But, yeah, you know, he is not. He, he is not the strikeout guy. You know, everyone, you know, kind of puts that with – they look at his stuff, you know, 98, 97, 98, 100 miles an hour, and they think strikeout, but he, you know, induces contact. And unfortunately, Christian Arroyo made, made the wrong kind of contact for uh, Guardians fans. 
how worried are you about uh, the quality of Class A stuff and the uh, the velocity has, uh, you know, markedly gone down over the last two seasons? The percentage of his uh, cut fastballs that are at or uh, above 100 miles an hour right there, uh, you know, that used to be what he was coming out of the bullpen firing. Uh, now he's he's still throwing hard. He's just not throwing you know, 98, 99, 100 on those those cutters. Uh, he's had to become more of a, a, a pitcher in that sense, uh, not just overwhelming you with stuff, but uh, just to see the the percentage of 100-mile-an-hour cutters has gone down dramatically uh, since the 2021 season. Yeah, Joe, and I think, you know, he's been, he's been used a lot, you know, what, over 70 appearances last year. Um, you know, they, they use him a lot in the postseason, you know, kind of uh, Mariano Rivera style, you know, with, uh, you know, plus one uh, outings. And um, so I don't know if that's it's a, if that's caught up to him. You know, I know I talked to him in Washington. You know, he said he was having trouble with the with the uh, pitch clock. You know, it kind of disrupted his routine. You know, he doesn't get a lot of time between pitches now. Uh, so, you know, I think that might play into it. I think it's a combination of things, Joe. I don't, I think he's healthy, uh, but you know, his velo definitely has come down. You know, he's, he's not throwing a hundred anymore. Yeah. It would be, uh, it would be tough to find out that, you know, if he, if he weren't healthy or if he were trying to just like pitch through something, uh, if that's the case, but, uh, you know, this is a, a over a, a, an extended period of time that the, the velo has, has definitely gone down. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, as long as he's he, he's got nine saves, so he's he's doing his job. He's uh, he's just um, you know doing it in a, sort of in a different way than he did it when he first came on the scene. Uh, and then you get to Sunday, and uh, Logan Allen goes out, and uh, you know again eight strikeouts, five innings, gives up the two runs. But uh, after that, the uh, the Guardians bullpen uh, couldn't keep it in in any sort of range where they could give the offense a, a chance to come back. Yeah, you know, uh, Risky comes in and gives up the uh, three, uh, the two run homer. Risky, then, whoa, wait a minute, back oh, up. David Risky, wait a minute. Wow, <laughs> Hoinsey, Hoinsey had a glitch in the matrix there. It was, uh, it was, it was Nick Sandlin, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, I, I was, I, I was doing that during the game too. I was thinking, is this Risky? It looks like Risky. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, we're we're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with David Risky. No, it was it was uh it was Nick Sandlin, I believe, who gave up the two yeah. run homer. Sandlin gives up the two-run home run, and then uh, you know Battenfield comes in, and gives up a uh, another home run and a three-run uh, seventh. You know Verdugo just uh, he had a great series against them, especially Saturday and uh, Sunday. He's really well. He's got five walk-off hits since 2021, and uh, he did it to him again uh, on Saturday, and you know and had the, had the big home run in the uh, in the seventh inning again. Yeah, so uh, the. You know, but I I really liked what Logan did, uh, Logan Allen did, uh, Joe. I mean, five hit, five five innings, four hits, two runs, eight strikeouts, like you said, two walks, and he had to pitch. You know, he had to get, he had to work a little bit, a little harder than he had in his you know big league debut. He he was in some jams early. He got out of that, and uh, you know that little freaky uh, ground rule double that you know he ran into uh, in the uh, in the uh, fifth inning, you know, kind of, you know, led to two runs, but that only happens in Fenway, and it like right. it happened twice in three right. games in Fenway. But I thought he pitched really well. 
Yeah, and uh, you know he did it uh, in conditions that weren't ideal, uh, and and you know stayed you know un- sort of unflappable, uh, like you you wrote when you talked to uh, Cam Gallagher. He said, uh, you know, he nothing was bothering him out there, and uh, Gallagher's caught what both of these rookies now in uh, in their uh, you know in their most recent starts. Uh, just very interesting to get his feedback on that. Uh, it looks like. These guys are, are going to be in the rotation. Uh, you're talking about Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee uh, for a little while. Have we was uh, was yesterday the the last time maybe that we'll see Peyton Battenfield for a while? Yeah, I think Battenfield definitely. Joe is probably going to uh, go down, get option to uh, Columbus. You know, I, I would think that seems a logical move, but you know, I think they're they're talking about a lot of different things. There's some moving pieces in that rotation right now. Uh, but Battenfield seems to be the logical choice. You know, he probably got a couple extra days. Uh, you know, with uh, with Henkes uh, and Columbus, Class AAA Columbus getting rained out Sunday. You know, Henkes is going to have to stick around. Uh, with the Clippers and, and make one more start. And I don't know if they're playing tonight, today or, or tomorrow. Uh, but if it's Tuesday, you know, he was going to, he was going to join the, t- uh, the team in, at, at Yankee Stadium this week. But I think right now with the, the rain out, he'll probably, you know, make his uh, one appearance with the Clippers and maybe join them uh, in, in Cleveland for the, this weekend series against uh, Minnesota. Yeah, that seems the most logical uh, approach to it. I think, uh, you know, the Clippers are off on Mondays, uh, as as all minor league teams are. Um, but unless they're playing the, you know, the rainout game uh, or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, I think give him one more appearance at AAA, get them all heated up and, and ready to go. Uh, and, and again, when when Hentges arrives, he they're probably going to put him in, you know, advantage positions. They're not going to run him out there in the eighth inning of a one run game. The first time, uh, you know, they, they make him, uh, you know, debut here in, in 2023, they're probably going to ease him in, but, you know, getting him back to where he was August, September of, of last year will be a, a huge plus for, uh, for that bullpen. Uh, so, certainly something they need uh, a, a little bit more of over the last couple of weeks here. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to read between the lines for the listeners and uh, those those who heard you just say uh, there's a lot of moving parts with the rotation. Uh, Zach Plesak's in in, in, tra- in danger of losing a spot in his rotation, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, Joe. I, I you know I I don't I haven't no one is saying anything officially, but it just there, there's a vibe right now that something has happened. I don't know, you know, he does have options left. I can, I don't know if they would send him down. And maybe try to work on some things or put him in the bullpen. You know, do they still consider? I, I guess if you could still consider him a starter, you'd want him to go down to Columbus and and get get right. You know, try to right. you know straighten some things out. Yeah, and it's just a matter of now. This is a guy who in the past has had you know uh, maturity or emotional uh, issues. Uh, is, is that's going to be a, a difficult conversation to have in the first place, but. Would he be in the right, you know, frame of mind to, to go down there and do the work that he would need to do to get back to the major leagues is the big question. Or does he become, uh, as as I've thought he has been for, you know, quite a while, uh, somebody who they, they try to offer in any trade package to try to get him, you know, a, a fresh start somewhere else? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, that could be a possibility. Uh, you know, other teams have scouts, though, too, you know. that's And, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if, you, if, you, if you've watched Zach pitch lately, you know, he's had maybe a couple good ones, but, you know, mostly he's, he's, it's been a struggle with him. So, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe you, if a team, you know, sees something, if they think they can, you know, turn him around, yeah, maybe, you could, maybe he could be a, a trade candidate. But right now, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the the only thing is, if you take him out of the rotation, who do you put in there, Joe? Right. Yeah. I mean, you stick with the two uh, the two rookies in in uh, Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee. Uh, you've you've got Gavin Williams, who looks like he's coming hot uh, down in AAA right now. Uh, and you you hope that when Tristan McKenzie begins his rehab, that you know he he stays the course and you know doesn't have any setbacks and and he's ready to go on June first. Yeah, you know, you, you've got a Savali too. You could. What about the idea of bringing Curry out of the bullpen and and putting him in the rotation? I uh, I think it's a it's a, a nice option. I I really think he's taken to the role that he's he's sort of in right now and has been super effective. He's sort of in that position that that Eli Morgan was in in his first couple of seasons uh, in in the bullpen that way. Uh, you know, last year at this time. Eli Morgan was the the talk of the bullpen in terms of what he was doing. He was he, he uh, in fact, isn't he doing the exact same thing right now? I think he's scoreless, uh, you know, for the season or something like that. Uh, he he's been really effective. Uh, April must be Eli Morgan's uh, uh, hot month out of the bullpen. Yeah, you know, he's throwing what twelve and two thirds score. I mean, he's, he hasn't allowed an earned run in twelve and two third innings, you know. So he's had a, he's off to a great start again. And you're right. Uh, last year he was Francona's go-to reliever, you know, for the you know pretty much for the first two months of the season. He kind of hit a rut then, but he bounced back and finished the season, you know, strong. So yeah, definitely, well, and, he's, he's and a fast Curry's- starter. And and Curry's not pitching in those leverage situations right now. He's sort of going into games that are, you know, the the Guardians are trailing or right. you know, the the starter got chased early or something like that. But when he's in there, he's learning how to pitch to major league hitters and getting that experience so that when he does get put in in a leverage situation, it's it's going to be you know, not something that overwhelms him. I don't think it, if he gets beat, he's going to get beat because the other guy's a good major league hitter. It's not because, you know, he doesn't know how to effectively get through the inning. He's learning that right now with every one of these outings. And it's, it's gotta be invaluable for Francona and the the pitching coaches. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, and Francona loves him because he's not afraid. You know, he's not going to go in there and walk the ballpark. He throws strikes. He's going to give up a hit or here, here and there, but you know, he's, he's going to challenge guys. And you know, that's what you want in, in those kind of games that he's been pitching in. You know, you want to hold the other team right where they are and give your team a chance to come back like he did, uh, Saturday against Boston. Right. Yeah, that's uh, it, it. It'd be uh, hard to guess who uh, who Francona, which rookie Francona is, is, uh, you know, a bigger fan of right now, Will Brennan or Xavier uh, Curry, because I think both of them, uh, you know, are, are are doing things to to position themselves uh, in, in Francona's favor uh, for certain uh, as the uh, the season uh, continues. Uh, all right. Uh, just looking uh, ahead uh, briefly as we, we can. We, you're in uh, you're in New York. Uh, what's the weather look like? Are we going to get these three games in uh, at Yankee Stadium? 
it's a little it's a little cloudy, Joe, but I think they're going to get at least this game in. You know, hopefully they've been, they've had some bad they had terrible weather in in Boston, and uh, you know, but they got all three games in. I'm still not sure how they got that game in Sunday, Joe. It was raining the whole time. It yeah. was like a, it was like a Dracula movie. You know, it was like there was mist and fog and and everything else. But they you know they got they got nine innings in, and it only took them two thirty two. So uh, thank God for the pitch clock. Well, uh, if that were in Cleveland, they probably would have waited around and started the game late or or something. And, and uh, you know, it, we've seen too many times uh, the uh, the the weather predictors get in the way of getting a game started when it could have been uh, halfway done by the time the rain arrived. So uh, the, good for them, uh, you know, figuring things out in Boston and, uh, uh, you know, going with their gut and getting the game in. Uh, hopefully the same thing happens in New York. Uh, Cal Quantrill on the mound uh, to start things off um, uh, tonight. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll talk more tomorrow morning about uh, the the nemesis that's looming on Tuesday against Tanner Bybee uh, with Garrett Cole uh, going for the Yankees. And then uh, Shane Bieber will will finish things up on on Wednesday on getaway day, uh, hopefully for uh, the Guardians. Uh as as we look ahead and and right now the uh the Yankees they're they're struggling they're uh they're in a bit of a rut they're in, I, last i saw they were in last place in the AL East yeah they are what 14 and 15 uh, you know uh judge isn't playing stanton isn't playing they've got a ton of injuries uh, I think they're they're four and six in their last ten, so uh, yeah, they're struggling. But it, it seems when whenever the uh, Cleveland comes to town, they get well in a hurry. So we'll see, we'll see what just what kind of team the Yankees roll out there uh, tonight uh, at, at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and in the past three years, how many times has Cleveland had uh, New York with its uh, you know its, its sort of its foot on its neck and you know. You know, thinking, oh, we're in a, a great position to take some games here or take a series or whatever, whether it's in the regular season or in the playoffs. Uh, and and New York always seems to get up off the mat against Cleveland uh, no matter what happens. So uh, got to finish them off. Got to go in there and do that. Uh, all right. Uh, what we wanted to do for the uh, the second half of this podcast and, and, uh, and, and sort of today's show was uh, just go back over the month of April. It was uh, it was a an interesting first month. A lot of uh, you know different things happening for the Guardians. Their their pitching staff with with injuries and and all that. Uh, the hitting sort of not living up to expectations. Uh, we want to look at the best and worst of of April from the Guardians. So let's start with uh, with hitters. And I think both of us can agree probably uh, one of the the best hitting performances uh, so far for the Guardians uh, was was Stephen Kwan, a uh, guy with a lot of uh, expectations and pressure on him uh, early in, in this season to to come back and, and repeat what he did as a rookie, uh, and and he looks like uh, he looks like Stephen Kwan pretty much throughout the month of April. Yeah, he's had a, a solid April, not the uh, kind of breakout April he had last year. What when he had what three fifty four, Joe, and uh, you know was the uh, AL rookie of the year, rookie of uh, the month. Uh, but you know he's had a solid a solid uh, uh, April. I think he was hitting 280 going into yesterday's game. Had a you know had a hit had a, uh, had one hit. And uh, he's played, you know, I think he's he's really set the table well. They just haven't, he's got on base. They just haven't taken advantage of him, full advantage of him, you know, how he, you know, kind of sets the table for the offense. 
A lot of that might have to do with, um, you know, who's hitting behind him in, in second in the order. It's Ahmed Rosario. Uh, really did look like he struggled early uh, at, at times. Uh, the thing with Rosario is he can always keep his numbers at least above water because he'll come up with a three-hit game or a four-hit game here or there. Uh, but then it's back into like these uh, 0-11 stretches, particularly in April. Now, May is when he starts to heat up, and, and June is historically his best month. But uh, when we're talking best and worst, uh, I think uh, – you know, for the first half of April, it was probably Josh Bell as their worst hitter. Uh, but overall for April, because uh, Bell's really turned it on uh, of late. But uh, overall for April, I think Ahmed Rosario among the regular players in the lineup, uh, probably the most disappointing. Yeah, he has never met a pitch he didn't want to swing at, Joe. He uh, like he had a single yesterday, you know, in, and drove in uh, Quan in the eight, in the sixth inning for uh, Cleveland's only run. But until then, he had been 0 for 11 and just, you know, just looking terrible, just swinging like wildly every, at everything. And uh, just, uh, you know, like you said, you know, April is not his month. When it warms up, we'll, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, vintage uh, Ahmed Rosario. But but right now he's he's a guy searching for it. Yeah. In in uh, June, July and August, Ahmed Rosario at times can look like a guy that you cannot pitch to. It does not matter. He, uh, again, a free swinger, but he barrels balls. He hit, makes hard contact. Uh, but but right now, or at least at this point this season, he looks like a guy who can be pitched to. He looks like a guy who uh, a pitcher sees and just sort of licks his chops when he's stepping into the box because, uh, you know, you know you can do things to this guy, and he's just searching at the plate. Uh, hopefully that changes starting with the uh, the flip of the calendar here. Uh, all right, best and worst of the month of April uh, in terms of pitchers. Uh, I'm going to go with Eli Morgan. We we just talked about him. You talked about how he hasn't given up an earned run uh, and and has been just outstanding. Uh, what uh what about you? What do you who you who would you pick as the, the 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 Guardians' best pitcher of the month of April? You know, I, I I like what Morgan has done, but I really like what Bieber has done. I thought I think he's really put together, you know, a, like. Uh, like six solid starts, Joe. I think he could. He's only two and one, but he's got a 3.11 ERA, and I think he could. His record could be a lot better than that. And he's doing it, Joe, as as you know, but but with not a whole lot of strikeouts. 26 strikeouts in uh, 37 and two third innings, and that's you know kind of you know he's he's a strikeout guy, you know. And I think we've seen him adjust. Uh, you know, uh, Boston came out swinging early. Uh, so did the uh, Marlins against him. Uh, and, you know, he used his fastball more uh, Friday night against Boston early in the count, late in the count. Him and Zanino were on the same page and really pitched, you know, solid, like I think solid seven innings. So, you know, got the win there in a, in a tough ballpark to uh, to get a win. And uh, so I th- I'm going with uh, Bieber on that. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely uh, been a, a bright spot in, in the rotation, uh, you know, when in a rotation that's got a lot of holes in it right now and has had to do a lot of patchwork. Uh, he's the one consistent, uh, you know, reliable uh, as it goes in terms of, um, you know, uh, and, and uh, special mention here uh, to, uh, you know, guys like uh the two rookies um Tanner Bybee and and Logan Allen uh I think you know we've got to reserve them for uh you know best rookies and best rookie performances but so far what we've seen out of those two call-ups has been outstanding 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, they're not going anywhere, Joe. I think, uh, you know, especially with the injuries to, uh, you know, Savali and, and, uh, uh, and Tristan McKenzie, uh, you know, they, they need those two guys to keep pitching like they have, you know, uh, you know, I, like we've talked about, you know, uh, uh, Plesak has been in and out a little bit. Uh, same with uh, Quantrill. So, you know, those two rookies, are they've got a chance to really kind of dig in and establish themselves. And like you were saying, Joe, they could force the front office to do something. I mean, it, you know, Savali, uh, McKenzie, Plesak, you know, just how solid are those spots? Are there spots right now? Well, I, I think McKenzie's yeah. uh, spot is pretty solid, but uh, definitely the other two. For the reasons that we've been talking about since January, for Savali and Plesak, you know, Savali, the injury has, bug has, has popped up again. And uh, Plesak, the inconsistency and the maturity issues, those, those those were things that we've been talking about since the beginning of spring training. And, uh, you know, here we are at the end of April, and both of those issues continue to be a problem. Uh, at some point, you, you have to, to, to look around and, and turn and cut bait if you have to. Uh, I, I, I don't know if, if that means, you know, trades are coming or if, uh, you know, they, they give them time to work things out in the minors, but, uh, all those are, are certainly things that, uh, the front office has to be thinking about. Uh, all right. Uh, we also, you know, should probably mention in terms of, uh, best and worst, uh, rookie performances, um, uh, the, uh, the, the time that Will Brennan has been able to, to get and, and get out there. Uh, you know, in his, in his few plate appearances, he actually had fewer plate appearances heading into the series than, uh, Oscar Gonzalez, but, uh, you know, Brendan's done nicely for himself when he's, he's had a chance to play. Yeah, he's driven in 10 runs, uh, batting average isn't great, but he was really coming on Joe, uh, you know, in, in mid April until they kind of hit a string where they they faced like seven seven left-handed starters in eight games and he sat and you know he's and he's had a little problem coming back since then and you know that that whole right field spot is real you know I know you know Francona was talking about it the other day he's trying to develop both these guys at the same time but you know but both of them are, are struggling with it a little bit so it's an interesting spot to uh see how this uh, develops you know just over the next month or so but Brennan you know has played great in def- defensively and you know he hit one off of uh, inside of Pesky's pole you know on uh, on fr- on Friday he was really fired up about that and uh, because he's a lifelong Boston fan. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, two interesting guys. You know, we saw what Oscar could do last year. We haven't seen that yet. And we're seeing Brennan, you know, we're seeing Brennan in a whole different light or based on what he did last year. You know, if he gets full, uh, you know, full, you know, if, if he can be a, you know, full-time starter, it's going to be interesting to see how he, he, he performs. A couple of names that we didn't mention or haven't mentioned in this uh, best and worst of April. Uh, Andres Jimenez and Josh Naylor. Uh, these are guys who played big roles last year and, and they sort of haven't shown up yet, I guess, in, in, in a complete way, uh, in, in how they, they, they might show up this season. They, it, to, to, to steal a phrase from, uh, from Hoinsey, uh, Josh Naylor and Andres Jimenez haven't revealed themselves yet. Uh, <laughs> they haven't uh, haven't revealed what their 2023 seasons are going to be like uh, quite yet. Uh, I think Tito, uh, you know, is is a little gun shy of, of running away from Naylor while he's struggling right now. 
Uh, he's going to give him that chance to to get right uh, because you know he he can, he's, can be a guy that carries them through a, a, a stretch. And and Jimenez, I just think uh, you know needs to to find that consistency that he did last year. Uh, and you know things things will be a lot different offensively if uh, if that becomes the case for the Guardians. Yeah, you know, Naylor had the big uh, three-run double Saturday to bring uh, the Guardians back. Uh, he's got 15 RBIs, Joe, but he has really struggled against lefties. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be really anxious to see how he performs against uh, the Yankees here because you know the, he was not the most popular guy <laughs> during the ALDS <laughs> last year. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how Josh swings the bat. Should be a fun storyline there in the Bronx. Okay, that's going to wrap up uh, Best and Worst of April. That's going to wrap up today's podcast. We will be back uh, tomorrow to preview that matchup with Garrett Cole and all the fun stuff that should come uh, from it. And we'll see how the uh, the bleacher creatures treat Miles Straw in his first game back. Just all sorts are his, uh, you know, first regular season game back since the playoffs and and, uh, you know, all that fun stuff in the in the, the season last year. Uh, Hoinsey, good to talk to you. We'll check in again tomorrow. All right, Joe. 